The Guaranteed Irish Business Podcast with Breed O'Connell. Guaranteed Irish is a national organisation that supports all businesses based in Ireland that sustain jobs, communities and provenance. It is denoted by the iconic G symbol that has been around for almost 50 years. The national symbol of trust for businesses and consumers, it identifies products and services that are an altogether better choice for the life of our communities and indeed Ireland. Hi there, I'm Breed O'Connell and joining me today is Dylan Bradshaw, owner and creative director of Dylan Bradshaw Salon, the award-winning boutique salon based in the heart of Dublin city centre. You are very welcome to the Guaranteed Irish Business Podcast, Dylan Bradshaw. Thanks so much for having me. Uh, delighted to have you here, just to the stars for in case you're living under a rock uh, <laughs> and everybody is dying to go to Dylan for a haircut. Uh, he transforms you. So how did all that happen? Because I know that you work really, really hard and these things don't happen overnight. Um, no, I mean, I, I think it's um, it's a bit it's just about, again, about hard work, about being at the right time, in the right place, um, having somebody support you. And then, you know, I got a break at the time. I think when I started back uh, before I opened my own business, I started looking after the cores, which blew up massively. Mm-hmm. A record company came to me and asked me to maybe give them a bit of a change, a look. Mm. Um, and it just was one of those things that we opened a salon, which is beautifully done. I had Tom Dupuer, the architect famous mm-hmm. architect of the salon so between you know it was just all the kind of the I suppose all the stars aligned you know I when the guys the guys came down to do the launch and the opening night the the cores at the time and they were huge so it was on front cover of all newspapers mm-hmm. and then it just kind of kicked off and then we won awards for the architecture of the salon which almost nearly killed me because it was so expensive to do mm. but, but it all worked and it was just hard work now it still continues to be hard work let's not say it's it, it was easy. No, and you're being humble there saying that, but in actual fact, you had an eye for detail and quality from the get-go, clearly, using mm-hmm. Tom Dupuyer, and, uh, and that comes through in the salon still to this day. Tell us a little bit about um, the, I suppose, your own background and how you came to the role, because people are intrigued. So, yeah, I mean, hairdressing was never a job that I naturally came to for for any reason it was just I was in school and you know now I know I was dyslexic at the time but I just wasn't switched on or turned on by academia you know so it was more creative uh, in the sense that just things that kind of stimulate you that are more physical rather than just Mm. on on paper as such but um, my mother got me the job actually she sent me up to her local Peter Mark salon in Dunleary and I was up there getting my hair cut and um, she had lined me up with the manager, <clears throat> excuse me, to to say about, um, I believe you want to, you know, give hairdressing a try, which I wasn't really, but I remember being sitting in the salon before he came up to me and I just was admiring all these gorgeous girls that worked in the salon. Mm, and that was kind of the way, it, I, I suppose it was a natural, <laughs> you know. Well, it's good an intro, if any, I suppose. Mm. But you're, you're, you've a huge achievement. And I don't think people realise this about the hairdressing industry and indeed uh, the Dylan Bradshaw, I suppose, uh, business. Uh, you're known worldwide. You're, you're judging on panels in London and across mm-hmm. the world. Tell us a little bit about that because I think it's so exciting. And youngsters listening to this or their parents or people in business who are looking for a change haven't maybe, they're not exposed to this. Yeah, I mean, again, I, it's just it's, it's a lot of hard work and meeting people along mm. the way. But actually, I love it. Um, I, I don't I mean, I'm st- I, I stand behind the chair four days a week in the salon and I'm going to reduce that to three. I do love it, but I do love the 
uh, I just love people, I suppose. So mm. whatever we do or whatever area I go into, it's all about relationships with people and, and community and having fun along the way. So I judge awards all over the world. I've I've looked after artists from all over the world doing, you know, everything from, you know, the I suppose the Oscars to Glo- Golden Globes, MTV Music Awards. And then you kind of, and to the IFTAs, obviously, here home-wise. Um, so I've looked at everything from actresses, actors to, you know, musicians and so on, which is which is a very good part of the job and it's taken me all over the world and I've been very, very lucky. But I also still love coming back to the salon. I love having the chats and having the crack with the clients. I love the, my team, you know. So it's nice to have all these things. I don't think, if I've been really honest, when I started off, and where I am now, I don't know if I look back, I could only do one job mm-hmm. because I think I'd get bored of it or get stale with it and probably disinterested. Same with everyone. Mm. It's the variety that makes it interesting, isn't it? Absolutely. And, and, you know, obviously I was very lucky that I got into media, you know, and I did lots of TV work over the mm. years. I've done lots of kind of radio and so on as well. So it's all these, I mean, if you thought about when I was sweeping hair at 15, you know, mm. and making teas and coffees and it brings you in so many areas mm. into people's lives, it's it's amazing. And I love it. And for that, I'm incredibly grateful. It's given me a great quality of life mm. and given my, um, you know, I've got, it's kind of been the best education really for me is traveling the world and meeting all these different types of people. I, I totally agree with that. In terms then, when we talk about sustainability, very hard to be sustainable in the hairdressing sector. Talk to us a bit about that, because I know you're completely committed to that and you're on this journey. So tell yeah. the listeners a little bit about how to make the hairdressing salon business, any business, um, uh, get on that sustainable journey there. I think, again, it's like don't take on too much that you can't, you know, just do one thing at a time. We've been doing it for the last three or four years Um and we're just trying to find the right person to to take away. So, for example, you know, just the simple things about like the amount of tubes of color that we use every day in the salon and, and then how to get rid of those materials mm. in a safe environment and the people. So we had to find people to do that for us. Um, again, it's just about like leaving. We decided to take away, funnily enough, even with lockdown, we, we stopped using laundering towels because we just were conscious that people were afraid to use mm. towels, even though they were laundered. So we use disposable, which are completely um, compostable, you know, but mm-hmm. we're going to keep with those. Even our, even the disposable gowns are compostable. Now, we're going to go back to our gowns, which we love. But again, it's just introducing more and more and leaving less of a, tra- a trace uh, with that. Um I, I suppose like even with hair like we've just found ourselves just a um, how would you say for it's actually great for compost uh, right. hair so we've just found somebody's going to take that on for so it's just sourcing those really? sort of things Amazing isn't it we haven't thought of all of those things until we've been forced to think about them and there is a solution out there isn't there I think there is a solution I think but the, the problem with a lot of people is at the moment is like like anything if you said you wanted to go organic you know, you're, what you're, does that mean? It means yeah. also that there's a premium to it, and you have yes. to. It's high in cost, and we need to make these things much more mainstream so that we actually leave a better footprint. Mm. You know, as an industry, as individuals, as a country, and that we leave at that kind of. Now, there's lots more stuff that we do. Where you know we're going to do a refit, and we've been holding that back. We're, we're harvesting our water. We're you know bringing solar panels as well because we're trying to reduce yeah. our energy output as well within the business. And obviously, energy has become so expensive. Such a big topic, and such a massive uh, increase in our in our business, yeah. our industry. But obviously, if you think about it, we have 
we're, we're turning over you know we turn over several hundred clients a day within mm. the salon so those heads sit in basins of warm water that's being heated mm. uh, and also you know hair dryers yeah. electricity air conditioning unit systems all that sort of stuff is, that's running constantly in a 10,000 square foot salon with all with 100 people in the building you know so how are a you lot managing that? I mean, when you think, put it that way, how are you managing those costs right now? Well, I mean, there's nothing you can do about energy at the moment. It's going up in such a way. But what we have to do is we have to try and reduce our output. And that's something that we're looking at at the moment. Again, with when we redo the salon and the space, we have to look at all our materials as well. It's very easy to say everybody wants to be a certain way, but it's kind of like saying, OK, well, we have to strip it right back and actually build mm. on it so mm. that we leave very little of a footprint if we like mm. or we leave any sort we kind of reduce our waste considerably you know Okay it's a huge journey for all people but I think in your sector particularly it is one that needs a lot of debate because so much energy is used um, mm-hmm. and so much um traditionally non-compostable materials I'm delighted to see you found ways of getting those to be compostable now mm-hmm. and it does make a difference at the end of the road and I think people are making a choice on the, on the ground have you found the customer is welcoming this or do they oh, care um, I tell you if you asked if you asked a client now did she care when she was in lockdown with two inch uh, regrowth mm. I'd say she wouldn't care what was going on in her head mm. But mm. I, I know <laughs> <laughs> but um no, I mean, everybody is more switched on. I just think as a country, the way we should look at it is we're like this small country. We should mm. be this boutique little country mm. that's an island off, an island off mainland Europe. Mm. And I think there's so much more that we could give. I would love to see farming organic. I would mm. love to see alternative energy. We do have a very unique um, setting in this country that we actually could do all this if we just probably weren't so in line with Europe. I'm not anti-Europe, but what I mean is that it would be just nice for us to kind of have a, our own process and how to produce. Because it's funny when you think about it, when we export, even when we were talking about, you have to export everything on water like a lot of countries when we talk about Europe when they export they just roll it on 18 wheelers just go over w- mm. with no borders of and course, so on yeah. so it's a hell of a lot cheaper to export product yeah. because you can literally run it on land or on rail but in, mm. in Ireland we have to put everything across water so I think we should be much more sustainable I think we should be much more independent uh, and self-sufficient as a country but also with all these alternative energies uh, yeah. that, that kind of wrap it up, you know. I really like that idea, the boutique uh, country. There's a real opportunity for us. Now, lots of people talk about it, but very few people do it. So it's great to see somebody leading the way in your sector particularly. Mm. But across other sectors, there's so many more opportunities. But the boutique country for sustainability is well, we ha- something I, we that have can catch it there. on here. I mean, we shouldn't be mm. fighting... We have the I wind energy. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we are unique in that sense. We're not landlocked. We mm-hmm. actually have ocean and sea mm-hmm. all around us. So why shouldn't we be using these natural and not painting ourselves into a corner where we can't? Because even if you think about it, we're trying to get fuel into the country. Mm. It's even harder because we're not on the mainland mm. of Europe where you can of import course. and export stuff quite easily. As I say here regularly, it's about joining the dots. If all the good people with the good ideas got together in one room and weren't let out, a mm-hmm. lot could happen. But we need to get those good people into the good room with mm. those ideas and, and make it work. There's definitely opportunities for there. Uh, your business over the next five years, well, I'll say two years, because I think five is a little bit advanced in this day and age and we've seen so much change so quickly come at yeah. us. The next 18 months to 24 months, Dylan, what's in store for Dylan Bradshaw? Um, we've lots, we've lots of really exciting things that we're looking into. I mean, I we're looking at obviously, again, being an Irish brand, we really do want to focus on 
our Irishness, our heritage, if you like. I mean, I'm in a, uh, a space that's, as we spoke about earlier on, it's 10,000 square feet. It's a big, a kind of masculine building on on South William Street, uh, a lovely Georgian period building. And I really, when, with the refit, we really want to kind of embrace that. Mm. I also think from our online business that we have so much more to give on that mm. and, and to push it in certain ways. I'm very excited that we're going to be associating ourselves with a, a lot more Irish brands as well mm. and that's something that we really consciously made the effort to be. Mm. And we're very excited to welcome that and I think there's opportunities for collaboration there. We've discussed that in the past. Maybe talk a little bit about that for opportunities there. Well, I mean, I don't want to give too much away but there is, mm. there's definitely brands that I'm really uh, I'm really uh, excited about that are, that are in Ireland and I'd love to, you know... And we're, the shop we're, window. Yeah, and mm. also but like to, um, you know, partner up with them as well because we just think they're actually very suited to us more suited to them and I think it's important sometimes to I'm very lucky that I am an ambassador for some really mm. good brands like mm. Dyson and, and so on but actually mm. it'd be really nice as well to work with Irish brands because mm. again I'm very conscious of my Irishness and also our uniqueness if you like in the marketplace when we're out there because obviously I deal with press internationally mm. I deal with you know personalities if you like and yeah. with lots of TV and media You were effectively an influencer before influencers were cool and you've um, always been yeah. but I think for me it's sometimes I think we have a huge advantage and we don't play it enough at times and I think again just going back to like us as a small little boutique country we have so much more to give and I think sometimes our message can be you know a lot more interesting Mm. And I think it's something that we should be cashing in uh, uh, as an issue. And that's why, you know, Dylan Bradshaw has, has always been. But I'm I'm always more focused now as Dylan Bradshaw, like made in, in Ireland, you know, okay. is, is our kind of mm. thing that I want to kind of push a little bit more. So I think there's lots of great Irish brands, as I said, very exciting pushing through. And we, and we always ask this question on this podcast to all businesses, regardless of their background. Do you think there's a real advantage, and it feels like you do, um, of that whole Irishness and dialing it up? And how do you do it? Um, I, I think I think we have to be careful with the Irishness because sometimes it can be a bit too hammy at times, yes, you know, where I we agree. can kind of, you know, when mm. it can be a bit diddly eye, which... Mm. Lethal. I, yeah, you know, mm. people don't take us serious because mm. if we push it too much mm. that way, it can be a bit like mm. we're only... All we do is drink Guinness and mm. play trad music. And mm. listen, I love Guinness and I love trad music. I don't mm. mean that. I know what you mean. But I mean, we have to kind of make it also that we're kind of, you know, spearheading as well mm. as a country. and Pioneers, innovators, intelligent, Which smart. we are, yeah. my God. I mean, from a tech point of mm. view and pharma and all these mm. kind of independents that are moving, uh, are doing huge business. Uh, and also very exciting business. But at the same time, though, I think from... Uh, I suppose like from our brand point of view when we're looking at uh, lots of other companies and smaller companies and I think it's really about dri- driving them and pushing them a lot more mm. forward. You know? Giving the guy behind you a leg up as yeah. well and in through collaboration. I like mm-hmm. that idea. Yeah. So what made Dylan Bradshaw decide to become a member of Guaranteed Irish? It's funny actually I mean I'm, when we spoke about it I mean Guaranteed Irish has been <laughs> in my, on my radar for since I was a kid in school because I went to Oatlands and Stillorgan and I think it was one of the first uh, things that we were... I mean, I, I, as far as I remember back, in, I think Oatlands had a, a, a small part to play with uh, Guaranteed Irish when it when it, when it launched 150 years ago at this stage <laughs> when I was in school. But I was there myself beside you. Go on. Yeah, but, but actually it's always been on my radar. I just think for me now, I think it's time for us to kind of, I, again, celebrate our Irishness, but also um, expose all our... Um, I suppose... Uh, 
the exciting brands that are coming through and I'd like mm. to just be part of that as well because mm. I do think we're at a we're at a really interesting curve mm. um within business, especially from Ireland. Yeah, and I suppose during COVID it was really exacerbated. We saw how everybody wanted to shop local, buy Irish, support and do the right thing. Not just the greenwashing of ticking a box. It was actually really support the guy down the road who was making, producing, creating, whichever. Um it was our own pharmaceuticals who were creating the vaccines. It was our own food producers who are keeping us in stock um, and I, I think I know Guaranteed Irish got a massive spike out of it mm-hmm. and people really wanted to go back to that and that hasn't left which is great yeah. and I suppose going forward what we're all trying to do is say look we have a good thing here how do we maximise it and help others along to also ma- you know get the benefit so it's not just kept but for the look, top but that in itself everybody. is sustainable if you yeah, think about it so what we've economy. done is we're, 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 we're putting our money back into the economy mm. rather than you know, mm. buying outside the, the economy. And of course, everybody buys outside, which is fine, but let's build on that. And actually, funnily enough, it's quite interesting that with that, it's great to see all these small independent businesses like myself actually taking advantage and doing mm. well and and, st- and, mm. and getting supported by the public. And I think it's much, much more important to do that. I think sometimes, again, we tend to put ourselves down as as a nation and as mm. people we tend to just look at ourselves and not take ourselves serious enough and I think we actually have huge possibilities uh, to drive that awareness Yeah and I like that Boutique Ireland feel uh, I'm going to mention that in a few things going forward Dylan so thanks for that and thank you so much for joining us and continued success to the brand that is Dylan Bradshaw you've done an amazing job with your team uh, always looked after and more importantly always innovating well done thank you so much if you find this advice helpful for your business please subscribe on Apple Spotify or any other platforms you listen to your podcast on it's free for all and we welcome your feedback remember by considering Irish businesses you are not only sustaining local employment but you're also playing your role in reducing the carbon footprint if you feel your business can benefit from networking with like-minded businesses here in Ireland contact guaranteedirish.ie for more information